All right. Welcome to We Are the Coach Squad, hosted by Jim Johnson and Jared Fell. This is episode one. Episode one. What's up, buddy? Nothing. We're doing this. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we've only know. been talking about it forever. I'm not sure what we're doing, but yeah. we're going to do it. And uh, we're hosted tonight. Well, actually, by nobody. This is episode <laughs> one. But I'm going to enjoy my cup of coffee. Um, man, what, what in the world? What are we doing here? I think we're talking about the coach squad. That's right. And we are the coach squad. And why are we doing this? So I think this is a lot of your idea, to be honest with you. It was my idea. I think it's kind of your fault <laughs> that we're doing this. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about it. I, you know, podcasts, started listening to podcasts maybe over a year ago. A little bit more. Actually, I thought you had to pay for podcasts, like there are some kind of weird radio station. I remember talking to you about getting <laughs> me into podcasts. And you're like, what are those? Yeah, it's kind of now I listen to them like daily. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I like it. And uh, I don't know, you know, I, when we start talking about doing this, one of the reasons I really felt, you know, strongly about doing it, about doing We Are the Coach Squad, was as coaches, like we are, um, you know, I think it's really easy to get on YouTube, go to seminars, learn X's, O's, field management, game management, practice plans, things like that. But the leadership part of it, it's that's harder yeah and i think in a work setting you know doing what we do we lead a lot of people and we get to go through leadership courses and they also teach you x's and o's of the business part but i started thinking about coaches are leaders in the leadership and business world they're coaches sports intertwine and i use it a lot all the time especially in my job leading people and but coaching you know dads who get into coaching I think, or moms getting into coaching, you know, we either have college backgrounds where we've played sports. Um, some have high school. Some don't have any at all. They're just getting into it. I guess they would be Filling the, the spot. Filling the spot. Spending time with the kids. And that's extremely important. Yeah. I think, I mean, without those people, without the background, they don't have anything. And uh, I, my dad, growing up, I mean, he coached us in soccer. He never played soccer. He was a baseball guy. But uh, he went to the library, found a bunch of books about the X's and O's. Now, he happened to be a good leader and had a leadership job at work. So I think that helped him develop the great team around him. But I think one of the things that I've really learned over the years of coaching now is that you can learn all the X's and O's you want. But if you can't lead people, get them to buy in to what you're doing, then it doesn't matter. You're going to fail. And I, I've had ups and downs. Since, I mean, we've been, what, coaching seven years together? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, high school lacrosse, uh, high school boys are, I'm sure high school girls are hard to coach too. But getting uh, anywhere from a 15 to an 18-year-old to I buy in. I remember the first night I met you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you say that. Um, I was coaching at one of the private schools here in town. Right. And they had told me about Grafton's high school lacrosse team that their head coach was going to be leaving the next year. And Braxton played for you. Yeah. So they said that the, the head coach is leaving, so that assistant coach is going to be stepping in. He probably could use some help. You should go talk to him. And so I, it was after one of your games. I walked up to you after the game, and I introduced myself, and you kind of just went, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And we just started talking a little bit more after that. And you said, yeah, well, why don't you come out and help? 
and that was before the season started. Actually, it was I think it was a practice. It was. I think it was a practice. Yeah, it was. It was a practice. Before I remember practice. you're sitting on the bleachers. Yeah. Sounds like a love affair. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> one gone wrong. <laughs> um, a little grease, some loving. <laughs> but no, it's that's yeah. I remember that it was, and I was in a pinch too. Yeah. Um, I was getting ready to go out of town. Needed some backup, and. Oh, uh, so it was kind of like a prayer answered, I guess, in a way. <laughs> Until that first game. But it worked out. It's all worked out. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think, though, I mean, probably agree. Is that as we've learned to coach, we've learned a lot about X's and O's and strategies and whoever. But learning how to deal with the kids has been a big thing. And it's helped me in business, quite honestly. And um, that's getting a call from, from the boss. From, no, that wasn't the boss. <laughs> But yeah, learning uh, how to talk to people and lead them has been a big, pretty big deal. Um, how to motivate them, I think that's the thing about this is you have a forum that we can put it out there and try to help other coaches. You know, like I, I'll go back to my dad. He had the library, get on, read books, but he was already in a leadership position. And there's so many people who are scared to go into coaching and they might be leaders where they work, but they're scared and there's a... They're worried about the structure of how do I coach? How do I put a game plan in place? I think that's the easy part. Yeah. It's but getting the kids buy-in to motivate them, to keep them engaged. We both know some very good coaches that their X's and O's are great. Their pedigree is great. Their leadership, not so much. Yeah. So I think that's this kind of form I think is important to have. And well, I'm looking forward to talking to other people who are leaders or coaches in their fields, whether it be in government, business, entrepreneurs, military, um, and see what they can offer and maybe how sports played a part and where they got. So I'm looking forward to them, those kind of conversations. I think it's interesting just seeing how people, like you were saying, coaches, when you say coach, you always first jump to a sporting event. A type of sport, but a coach is anywhere in life that's going to bring somebody, that's going to make someone better, to try and make somebody other than themselves better, to lead them through stuff. So, I've known many coaches that didn't even play the sport, but turned out very well, very good coaches, because they are able to apply the personal side of it, other yeah. than the X's and O's. I think that's important. I think we've both been lumped at some point in time. If somebody said, "Oh, they're dad coaches," yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Eventually, everyone who's a coach, or most people, they're their dad or a mom. So their mom coaches, their dad coaches. And, uh, you know, I don't just be, maybe you didn't play that single sport at a professional level or at the highest college level. Doesn't mean you can't be a great leader. Yeah. And I think that's what's so important. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, lessons learned over the years, I mean, definitely. When we first started coaching together, you know, I grew up, I was playing sports all through the 80s. Mm -hmm. And it was a little, I, I hate to say back <coughs> in the day, old, <laughs> and that uh, things were tougher. You always, every, I guess every generation thinks they're tougher than the other one. And some might be a little bit more tougher. But um, I think the coaches were definitely different yeah. then. Um, I mean, kind of, some of them could be in your face for sure. Um grab you, throw you around. I know that, especially uh, football. Yes. Um, yeah, face mask, grab, talk to you. But 
you know, I hate to say it, but I think some of that rolled over to when I first started coaching is that that mentality and trying to learn it. Now, I learned a lot. I mean, I had my dad as in the youth levels. And then when I went into, I had some great coaches. Uh, high school, I had a great football coach. Um, college, when I played soccer in college, great coach there. Um, so I did have some great role models. But I could, when I started thinking about it, I was like, what, what, why were they role models? What would they do? What would they teach us? And definitely to be tough, to play hard. Um, there was some compassion, some different things. Definitely cared about the players. And I think that's one big thing that I took us. You, whoever plays for you, they're your kids. It's family. But one of the things, when we first started coaching together, I remember I ripped into a player. He screwed up. And he comes off the sideline, and I rip into him. And you came over to me, and you're like, hey, dude. Um, go take a look. He's sitting over on the bench and he's pretty upset and felt like crap. But in the moment, I didn't think about what did he see or why did he do what he did? And so I ended up going and, and talking to him and saying, hey, man, you know, what happened out there? I said he was pretty emotional because I would ripped him. I said, I guess that's embarrassing, too. And it is. And I look back to my old playing days. Yeah, it's embarrassing. But being able to sit down and talk to him, and then I said, all right, why did you see that? Why did you do that? He was able to talk to me and let me know, and then we were able to self-correct from there. And so I think ever since then, I've really tried to change how I do that. I think we've both been on the same page, too. We saw other coaches where they ripped a player on the field in front of everybody. So we do a good job now, especially as we bring them to the side. We talk to them. What do they see? What are they doing? So I had one coach. I was in high school playing basketball, and I'd come off the field, <clears throat> I'd come off the court, excuse me, and he was, I would, I would just be in a bad mood, and I was very emotional, and I would say whatever, and I remember coming off the sideline, uh, coming off the sideline one night, <clears throat> coach called timeout, come over to the bench, he sits, he, I'm standing because I won't sit down, I'm just too fired up, and the coach just rips into me hard, and I'm like whatever, right, and I'm looking down, and I hear this lady screamed my name. And I look up in the stands, and it's my mother and her two friends, all three of them, giving me the finger. And like literally the finger? Yes, like just flipping me off. And my mom is just stone cold staring. And it made me laugh. And after then, I went out back out in that game and had one of the best games I had. And it was because... I took that emotion and flipped it over to realize I was having fun. Now, when I started coaching, when I started coaching football, I was that way, like you're talking about. I would just tear into them. And I'd grab the face mask and have to stop myself because that's how I was coached, right? If I got, they got into me, they grabbed my face mask trying to get um, my attention. And I grabbed, I stopped doing that because I realized this day and age that wasn't the right thing to do. But then I realized I've got to now change from my aggression to being upset I got to hit the reset button because they've already made a mistake. They knew they made a mistake. So now what do I got to do to make sure that, okay, let's not make that mistake again. And if I overcorrect the mistake, if I keep in, uh, enforcing that mistake by telling them what they're doing wrong, I'm just telling them to keep doing it over and over again. Mm -hmm. So when I realized I've got to flip and hit the reset button, I had one player, oh, I just wanted to strangle him to death. <laughs> And it was I think in we practice. all have that one player. Oh, Lord. He, I just was, I had it. And bring him over, and I look at him, and I was just getting ready to grab his face mask. And I stopped. And I said, did you make an A in school today? 
and his like he blinked his eyes like he was hitting re he was you know taking a picture he's like what I said did you make an A today and he says yeah coach I did I said then quit being stupid out here and he laughed at me ran out and had a great practice because I just flicked it yeah but it was something that I learned from <laughs> trying to hit that reset button from not being overly aggressive yeah, we had when we were going. Yeah. But I think the coaches did love us, though. And oh, I don't doubt that. Passion, yeah, they just showed it differently, and it was just a different world. It was, all, yeah, well, yeah. If you think back, yeah, dads didn't, you know, kind of coming up through there. That was kind of where dads still didn't really go, "I love you." Yeah, put their arm around. But things have changed a lot. I think we probably say it more than our dads did. Yeah. Who said it more than probably their dads did? I mean, times have changed, but even still, I think that I, I don't think any of my coaches didn't I mean they wouldn't have like put their body in front of a bullet for us like loved us Absolutely. like cared for it like we were their family yeah I, I think that's why players play so hard for us when you when they know how much you care about them that's I think that's huge and sometimes that's the hardest thing to let them know is that you're doing that because you care for them yeah but then I think in the same time they we have to respect that as well because they care that much for us too that's true I think that you know I think that's where coaches forget that. Yes. Is because that's where I think we were just both talking about when we first started coaching, kind of the things we inherited. Yeah. Our DNA was such that I never thought about how the kids really looked at us so much. Like, I think we filter ourselves a lot when we say things that maybe <laughs> we, we, if it was just me and you. <laughs> but I think, and I think we've tried to talk to the older players, like seniors also, about the young kids looking up to them and how they act or do and things. So I think, you know, it's kind of one of those things, I guess, uh, what is it? Uh, you got to always leading. They always, you know, are going, I can't, I'm trying to think of the right thing to say, but good job. Yeah. But, I it. <laughs> but it's, yeah, they're always watching us, you know, and, you're never, yeah, that's a good point. We we're never done being a coach. No. And I, I'll tell you what you're talking about. Never been being a coach. I mean, what is a coach really? So we talked about X's and O's. But we both have dealt with things that who who trains you to talk to a kid about family problems, drugs, alcohol, sex. We become the surrogate dad, yeah. uncle or brother, whatever you want to call it. And I'm sure there's moms out there who coach get the same thing. But that kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. We get trained on X's and O's. Now I don't want to take there was a there was a program that went through it was the Positive Coaching Alliance got certified and. Uh, went through um, Phil Jackson, positive mm -hmm. motivation. Yeah. And they talk about, you know, how to report things. If you see child abuse, different things like that, which is really important to do. I don't want to take that away from, uh, I'll say U.S. Lacrosse offered that. It was great. Yeah. It was great to have yeah. that. But when you get into it, it's like, it's just like in leadership in a business. When you have a group of people, even if it's one person versus a hundred people, they go through things in their lives that all of a sudden you become that person they lean on, that they need help from. And, dude, that's hard. Yeah. Like, who who preps us for that? You know what I mean? When you're oh. sitting there and somebody opens the door with feelings and things that are going on in their personal life, and you're like, uh. <laughs> But you, you, can't, you can't just shoo them out the door and say, no, we can't talk about that. No. You got to sit there and listen. And we've both had some conversations with players, and we're both eyes are... Oh, no. It's nuts, man. Or or when the mom 
um, calls you, you know, maybe there's not a dad and the kids, you know, especially in young men. Yeah. If dad's not around, there's a lot of strong moms who do a great oh, job. Really strong moms. But they reach out and say, hey, look, I need, I need a dad to talk to him. And we've had that. Yes. And that's, you're like, wait a second, I'm a coach. Yeah. At the same time, when I say that, yeah, we're a coach. And that means a lot. I mean, that's, you know, it doesn't matter if you're that dad coach, if somebody wants to say it, or you're a professional coach. I mean, you're that coach. That's gotta, a life coach, I guess, at that moment. I think so. I got a call. I've got multiple calls from parents. They start off as coach. Mm -hmm. We need your help. I had a mother who I respected a ton because you talk about strong moms growing up without you know, their husband or significant other and, and they're raising their kids. She called me and then she reached out to her ex-husband, the, the, the father of the child. They both reached out to me and both conversations start off as coach. Mm -hmm. That conversation went a really weird way for what the kid was at, was doing. But they asked me to help and ask my input on what they should do to help get this kid to recognize what he was doing was wrong. But when it starts out as coach, people think, oh, the X's and O's, yeah, right? The field monitor or whatever you want to do. But at that point, it went from, you know, the X's and O's guys to, we need help. How do we deal with, can you help get this kid to listen to what we're saying? You know, it's funny you just said this when somebody calls you and said, hey, coach. So we're adults, kids of our own and stuff like that. I like to think we are. I know. Not, we don't act like We don't act like it all the time. <laughs> so if you met, if you saw your old high school coach on the street right now, yeah. how would you walk up to him? What would you say? Hey, coach. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think any of my coaches, minus my dad, because that's, hey, dad. Yeah. Um, I'd say, hey, coach, too. Like, yeah, 50 years old. Facebook, I hate to say it, but Facebook, my old high school basketball coach, he was on there and befriended one each other a long time ago, many years ago, right. whenever Facebook, whenever we met on Facebook, whatever, right? I'm sure there'll be a thing come up to seven year anniversary, whatever that yeah. trap does. But anyways, I asked him a question or he, he posts something and my response was, congratulations, coach. Uh -huh. It wasn't by his... All my other friends, congratulations, Jimmy, or whatever. Right. This was congratulations, coach. Because he's always... He's your always going to be your coach. And I think, I mean, that's... When we say that out loud, it's like, oh. Mm -hmm. You know, when we've coached at just high school level, last seven years, we also coached youth level. Mm -hmm. You've coached football, and I've coached soccer also, and different things that, that you do have a... I go back, I think I can remember, of all my coaches' names... Yeah, I, actually, I'll take that back. There's probably one, I had him like one season, like, well, really, I don't remember. I just remember some young guy, it was like high school guy trying to help out. Um, but I think I can remember just about every coach I've had is really, I guess they've all made an impact. And if you go back and think about it, if you took that and put it to like your bosses or people in leadership that have made impact also, I can remember their names too. Mm -hmm. And um, I think those are important. I think just as we're talking about coaches or leaders, I mean, teachers, you know, yeah. same way. I mean, I remember all my teachers' names. Those, And if, so if you think about that, all those people, the impact 
that you're making today, but what happens later on. And sometimes I'm like, oh, crap, that's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> what did I screw up on? <laughs> yeah. And, and I've made some bad, I think I've really made some bad, nothing that would harm anybody. I've definitely made X's and O, bad, <laughs> bad timeouts or bad game management, different things like that. But I don't think I've ever, I hope that I've never affected anybody in such a negative way. Um, you would, you know, it's whether it's been in the business side or on the sports side or anything, but you definitely, I think, could. I have one that I don't want to talk about now, but I want to talk about it sometime. <clears throat> Excuse me, because it was, it was a kind of a low point in my coaching. Right. I was not really in a good place, but I was still coaching, which was usually what brought me out of those low spots. And that to this day, I still struggle with how I dealt with the situation. And he's a local kid. Um, he's my son, my youngest son's age. Right. And his dad is a very prominent leader in the community. And it still to this day bothers me. And someday I hope to talk to the kid. I, I will talk to the kid. I've talked to his dad quite oh, a bit. Oh, okay. But I haven't talked to the kid because he's, you know, growing up and stuff. But. Well, I think it's, I mean, I think we... Eventually, yeah, we'll have to we'll, you know, we'll talk about that. That'll be a good yeah. story. But uh, I think it's important to figure out, I mean, if you can look back at it, and sometimes you can self-correct, try to help them out. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different things we can go back and second-guess ourselves on. Um, you know, I, hopefully, like I said, you know, as long as you're fair, consistent, honest, yeah, I think those think are Think of important. how many times you lay in bed and you're like, Godfrey, why didn't I use a timeout there? Or why why did I put this kid in instead of that kid? Or why didn't I call this and call that? You stay up nights thinking about it. I don't think people realize that. So player as a player, after games, win or loss, I would stay up all night replaying things in yeah. my brain. Yeah. I would replay things till probably the next game. And I've kind of like so Michael Jordan, one thing I read a long time ago about him was he would always visualize. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of felt like I was that. I could visualize the plays, things. Now, it's funny. Now that I'm older, when you get a lot slower, I think you have to visualize things. Diff- you, you visualize things differently. Mm-hmm. But when we're coaching, we can visualize things. We can watch a game differently than a spectator, I think. Yes. Not all spectators. People get it. Like, we will watch something, and we can see what maybe 10 players are doing at the same time, to a point. Yes where somebody who's still maybe learning the sport or maybe doesn't know what everybody's supposed to be doing, they watch, they hone the in. ball watchers. Yeah, the ball watchers. Oh, we have players like that, too. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we have players like that, too. Love, love, love. So it's, I think it's important to really kind of see that where everything, I kind of lost it there for a second. I got into, oh, visualizing it, is that I would visualize it and just be able to see it. And as coaches, I, I do that, too. Win or losing, there are games that I can dream about yeah. that happened years ago, even as a player. But as a coach, I'll start going, man, that was a bad substitution. Or, oh, man, I should have called this play. Um, I, it's funny. One of my first years on my own as a head coach was in a youth lacrosse level. Well, I did soccer, but coming into lacrosse, was in a youth lacrosse level, under 12s plan so made it into this tournament or plan and i to this day i dream about this stupid game um 
we were playing a rival team. At 12 years old, you have rival team. <laughs> and uh, this game was back and forth, back and forth. We were down, uh, we got down two goals late in the game, making a comeback. Um, we tied the game. They scored. And I knew, we were trying to run with this team, and I decided I was going to try to call timeout when we got the ball coming up. And also this kid was, he was gassed. He was just gassed. I could see him over on the far side. And so I'm going to call a timeout and get somebody fresh in there, draw up a play. Well, there's times that the coach just needs to not do that and just let it go organically. And the stud on the team gets the ball, loose ball, puts in a stick, and he is hauling up the field. I had already made it up. I'm calling a timeout. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know, and I... And I could see that I thought the defense was going to close in on him, and I called timeout. Right as I'm calling timeout, he is winding up for a shot. And as the referee starts to blow the whistle, he he rips a shot. It, he scored. But, of course, I called timeout, so it didn't count. We ended up losing by a goal. <laughs> and when I came over, I subbed the guys. I mean, it, was, it never worked out. We never won that game. And that kid, he was, he was a great player. He ended up, the next season, as he moved to U4, he blew his knee. And as far, he never played again. He just, mm -hmm. he moved away from the sport um, and everything like that, which is sad. But that game haunts me for some reason to this day because I I was the coach, I guess, and I had to make the right decision. It was bad. Bad X is a no call. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the same time, I should have gone, the kids were flowing and, I don't know. It's kind of that's an X and O bad moment. Yeah. You know, uh, on the relationship one was the one I mentioned about the kid on the sideline, and then me ripping him, and then actually going back and talking to him. But yeah, excellent. I can go back, and it's funny. Even, even with more than just players, you know, what I can think about is parents coaching with parents. Yes. And what I your fans or parents, and we we have the twenty four hour rule. You know, after game, give us twenty four hours because. We get worked up like players, and we care about it, emotional. God gives 24 hours. 24 hours. And I have not been proud of myself sometimes. If you catch me in that 30 minutes yeah. window right after the game, that I have probably not set a very good example on that. The, my best story about you is <laughs> is that one lacrosse game we come off. We won. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We won. Yeah. But still, after a win, <laughs> we're still fired up, right? I know where you're going with this. And... We're standing off on the side of the field, and this player's parent comes up to say something to you, and you started in on him, and you told me, you looked, you were staring. Oh, but you got to remember what did he start? He started me on his kids' playing time. Yes, it was all about the kids' playing time, yeah. and you're missing a good opportunity playing a great player, a great kid, and you started into him, but you said you turn and look, and there was my daughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you stopped, and you were like. You came real close, but seeing her there stopped you. Yeah, and that was not a proud moment. She was proud. But was she, yeah, and you know what? If we were fired up, and for him to come over, you know, he's a dad. But that was one of those exciting games. It was exciting, and he came over with negativity, and uh, you didn't play my kid. and Well, you weren't the head coach that game. That was when Iowa, that was a JV game. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were on the sideline, and I was the one rolling the kids in and out. 
and he came to you. Because so you're welcome, you were, varsity coach takes the heat. That's right. <laughs> so that's what was even better was that it was a JV game, and I was a head coach on that game, and he came out and came at you on that. And yeah. It was an exciting game because you were helping me on the sideline that game. But that I could have handled that better with him. Yes, I mean, we always can. Yeah, yeah. But you would ask the parents. I mean, that was one of the things. We Your did. daughter did save his life, I think, though. She did. I mean, there was. There was some swelling. There is going to be a choke was, out opportunity. There was, yeah. <laughs> choke you out. <laughs> Hair on the back of your neck started to stand. Yeah. Even now. You and he and he's life. a nice guy. He is a nice guy. Yeah. And I, it was within the 20, you know, I mean, it literally was walked onto the field yeah. as we're walking off. We're high-fiving each other. Oh, great job, coach, coach. Yeah. And then let me tell you something. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's. I think that's where, I mean, and I've, I've done it with a player, too, um, where I've had to reel that back in. And that's where we've balanced each other out. So if we see the other one getting ready to go, yeah, a direction, we're like, oh, hey, I got this kid. Let me talk to him. Well, I've seen, we've both headed off the parents of the past, too. That's true. When they've come across the field. And I think that's where we work pretty well with each other. We can see, we step back and take that 30-foot view. Yeah. Again, for one another. <laughs> when the other one starts to pipe off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you know what's hard about that is so, you know, coaching. So coaching the the the, the players, they typically listen to you. Yeah. And if they don't, you can always have a conversation, or they're running laps. No, no, not <laughs> burpees. So, burpees. Run till I get tired. Yeah. But, and then then other coaches, you can always talk with other coaches at work. You have the people that, if you're in a leadership position, you can get them to do different things, mm-hmm. right? Parents, they don't fall in any of those categories. <laughs> They're spectators. They're spe- yeah, but outside looking in. And we have gotten text messages literally mm-hmm. right before the whistle's being blown, like, "Hey, you should play my my player in this position." What? He had, now, a, gr- he had a great day at school now, today. He's going to. I probably should have checked my phone it's five minutes it. before the whistle blows, but. <laughs> When it's blown up in your pocket, you're like, is there an emergency? Yeah. But I, parents are a hard one. Parents are a hard one to to coach and lead. <laughs> we've But we, we've been blessed with some really we, good ones. We have had, actually, we've had great, I'll, yeah. I'll say we, the the parental support uh, for, our, for our lacrosse team has been phenomenal. I mean, for every, I think every single year. Now, every, Different years, we've had, of course, the families who step up and do different yeah. things. And I think that's true any kind of program. There's always... The year f- of the shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's always an issue, shorts or something. But we've had great parents who step up and help out one way or the other. And I mean, they, they do a great job. You know, I'll say as, as I'm giving parents a hard time with it's hard to lead or coach them. At the same time, we, like you said, we've been blessed. We've had parents who've stepped up. They get their kids to practice. They get them the games. Oh, yeah. They offer rides to other kids. They do all those things. They've they've helped us with stats. They've helped bless their hearts. <laughs> bless their hearts. <laughs> um, but no, I mean they done okay job. Um, they run the time clock for us. We've asked parents. Uh, well, most recently we've asked parents. Hey, look, we need a field marshal to make sure we don't have too many people on the sidelines because of stupid Rona. COVID restrictions. But. Um, and parents step up to help. Um, so you're right. We have been blessed on that. But it is always fun balancing that line of, well, we don't pay them, so I can't doctor pay. That's right. They don't play for me. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't make them run. 
<laughs> but it is funny. Like, think about it, though. If you go back to the things we were talking about, they don't fall into X's and O's. Mm-hmm. They don't fall into game or practice strategies. It's like, we got to figure out that leadership. I've had parents come after the games or before the games and say, probably should run this. You know, I was watching this team, and we probably <laughs> should run that because they do this, this, and this, yeah. and all this other stuff. They're strategizing for you. And at one time, I was listening. I had before one game, this parent came up and was talking about it. It was during football. And they, you know, I've watched this team. I've seen this, I've seen that. And I was like, hmm, okay. You know, I haven't seen them play, so I'll, I'll... I got out there and started looking, and they were watching one player. And like you were talking about, we, as a coach, you have to see... In football, you got, you're looking at um, 21 mm-hmm. guys at the time, yeah. lacrosse. We're looking, depending on which side you're on, <coughs> right? You're on yep. seven, what, six and six. So yeah. we're watching all of those things going on. It's kind of funny to watch you do math in your head just then. Did you see that? Yeah, it's good. It hurt right <laughs> back of my neck. God. It's, it's not part of the coach. I know. Prerequisite. Yeah. I, I leave that at the Sorry. door. <laughs> got you off your, your thought no, process. No, no, no. It's good. But, you know, they're watching one player and parents – the, one of the best times I've ever had at a lacrosse game was when I went and watched my oldest play in college. I wasn't a coach. Yeah. I got to watch him play. And that's what parents get to do. They watch their play, their kid play. And we're watching everything else that's going on. We're not ball watching. We shouldn't be ball watching. And so let me ask this. When you watch your kid play and you're not coaching, and we've both been in the situation. Mm-hmm. We've coached him a lot. And what we can talk about coaching your own kid, that's that could be that's, a whole segment. That's, that's a month's worth of stuff. Bless their hearts Bless because their they have hearts. to deal with us. It's probably the hardest thing ever. But when you get to go watch your kid play and you're not coaching, you're just a spectator. Yeah. Are you the loudest or are you the quietest? I was the quietest. Me too. I think it's, I really don't ever want to overcoach the coach. Yes. That's and their job. That's their job. And I think that's where, I think it's, Parent, I, I love parents cheering. I love it. I think it's awesome. The kids feed off of it. I hate it when they... And, and well, we've both seen coaches make bonehead moves. But then people watch us do the same thing. So it's funny when I hear people in the stands yelling at the coach. I'm like, oh my God. What what do they say about us? I don't really want to know. <laughs> um, sometimes I guess I do. It's kind of just a curiosity factor. But it probably just make us mad. Um but I find that's quieter, and you know, I I'll cheer. It's a good play. I salute. But I do find parents turn to you and go, "Hey, what what do you think about that?" Yeah. And I'm like, "No, that's I understand why the coach did that." Yeah. What would um, you have done in this situation? I hate that question. Yes. Because that's not a fair question. Not to the other coach. Um, that's not fair. Yeah. Even if even if it's the most boneheaded move, as long as they didn't put a kid in danger. I'm not going to openly criticize, and I probably wouldn't openly criticize him. I just like. I go talk to him later and I'm like, dude, you just put my kid in some danger on that. Yeah. What were you thinking? But I've never seen one of them do that, thank goodness. I have seen some boneheaded moves. But I think it's funny too when the parents get so riled up on their kids, like just look, I, I know they're fourteen and you want them to sign tomorrow division one scholarship. <laughs> but, you know, it's let the kid have some fun too. It is very interesting on that, being a parent spectator when you're usually a coach. I've had parents come off at our games. Yeah. And they'll say, why did you guys do this? Why did you guys do that? Or what were you saying here? What were you saying there? Why didn't you have this person in there? And I've had to stop and say, did you realize that two of the players were on the sideline hurt? Mm-hmm. And they're like, 
No, there are two of them hurt. One of them, Sagassi, is barely breathing. Did you see him over there on the gap? Because we just ran him to death. Um, now, a lot of times it was zone folks who went out taking quick shots. But, <laughs> you know, but they, they don't realize everything that goes into the coach's decision. So when they ask us, well, what, what would you have done in that situation? Can't really answer because you don't know everything that's going yeah. on on the sideline. There's so much to the game that people don't recognize. Yeah. And, you know, what you said, one, when parents do come to you later on, it's like, hey, why did you call this or that? In a curious tone, yeah. I'm cool with that. Absolutely. Because they're wanting to learn, why, you know, why do you do that or why do you do this? I don't have an issue with that at all. It's that when they come at you like, why in the world would you do that? <laughs> you're like, what? Excuse me? Or, and like I said, it's hard when you you get asked that question. You're sitting in the stands and somebody's like, hey, coach. And, of course, you turn your head because, yeah. well, you're a coach. You might be three other coaches around you at that point. We're all turning heads. It could be a, learn to be the last it could be a baseball, head. football, soccer coach, and you're a lacrosse game. They're all turning their head because we all know <laughs> what coach, what? Um, I, I hate that question. What, 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 what would you do there? What would you do? Who would you play there? Hey, look, I don't know. There's there's a lot going on. So let me ask you this. I'll flip back to what we were talking about earlier. How do you feel when parents come up to you and address you? Like you're walking down this, let's say you're in a grocery store. Right. And so it's, hey, coach. Would it, like just a general yeah, hey? Just, like, hey, all coach? They're, all they're doing is walking up and seeing you in public, outside well, of the field. Well, I always think it's funny. So adult to adult, and I guess it's kind of, I don't know why it's funny now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I'll walk, I'm 50 years old. I'll walk up to my old high school football coach. He's probably 75. And I say, hey, coach, and I'm a grown man. But if somebody walks to me now, I'm saying it kind of sounds funny. But you mean like that? or? Yeah. So you're walking down your... It's odd. It's odd. It's not, hey, Jim or Jimmy. It's, hey, coach. Now, sometimes I think it's because they don't really know my name. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of times I just make yes. Because all they hear is coach. Right? All they hear is coach. <laughs> I think if you ask them to fill out a legal form, hey, what's coach's... They all know our last names, yes. typically. Well, what's coach's first name? Or if you go by Coach Jimmy or something like yes. that, hey, what's coach's last name? Kind of like the player on the sideline who shortened my last name from Johnson to <laughs> John. John. Oh, that was awesome. Well, what? And bless his heart. <laughs> but uh, it's it happens. But no, I... I always find it amusing. Actually, I got a mess. I had a, I had a text message today from a parent about a player, and they started off, "Hey, coach, yeah. happy you know Sunday." And I've got a question for you, and they just want to. They're asking about uh, some player things. A really nice text message, but they start off with, "Hey, coach," and it's fun. whenever I sign stuff, I don't put coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think I do. No, I don't. And I just put Jim uh, Johnson or Jimmy Johnson, so on. But it's it's kind of funny. I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. Like, I, I talked about it earlier while yeah. talking to my coach, but I don't know. What's, so I was going to these games, um, these seven-on-seven seven games. I coached a lot of these kids. Right. Down in the football. Football, yes. Going down into um, into Hampton and Newport News area. Coached a lot of kids. And I'll still get parents come up. Now, maybe they just don't remember my name. Huh? But they walk up and say, hey, coach. So it was funny because... This one kid, oh, he's he was awesome. Um, just and their family was just fantastic. Um, when I was coaching their kids, um, my family was really young, so my little my my little girl would call them. You know, I had these little names. Mama Kari was her name, and just because that's just what. And but her son, today I was walking out of the games, and her oldest son. I didn't I didn't coach him. I was um, actually no, I did coach him in, a, in uh, some all-star teams. But anyways, he walks up, says, hey, coach. I turn around and look at him. And his mom, uh-huh. she still calls me coach. Yeah. 
And I, so today it, it kind of hit me pretty good because the kid came up, put his arm around my shoulder, said, hey, coach, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. Maybe my brother, maybe I'll give my brother some uh, hands from uh, uh, Amazon this week. Maybe I'll order him some. We'll be back in for the next season. <laughs> right? We're just giving his little brother right. a hard time. But this player, what was so funny is that he, I got after him in one practice. And I got after him so hard, I said, just run. Run till I tell you to stop. Till you get tired. I didn't tell him till I get tired. I just oh. told him until I tell you to stop. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about it. <laughs> and this was in middle middle of practice. I forgot about it. That's, that would be one of those coaching moments. That's one of those coaching moments. And I'll, Sarah, my wife, was telling me about it. She said she was sitting next to his mom. And she said, I think coach forgot about it. Oh. <laughs> and Sarah said, well, why? She goes, watch as he gets around where the trees are. And he'd get down, because it, it was daylight when we started. Uh, it was getting dark. And he'd go down around where these trees are. And he was jogging because he was tired. And right. he got to the trees, it was a dead sprint. Because he was scared because it was dark. <laughs> didn't know it was going to come out of trees. And after practice, he came over. And I remember kind of barking at him. Because right. when I, cl- I closed practice, you run to where we were at. He was coming from a real long He's ways crawling. away. <laughs> He's coming from a real long ways away. I went, I was like, what What are you doing? He, Coach, I've been running. And I went, oh. Oh, that's that's when you go home that night. Remember we talked about flashbacks? Flashbacks. Through it? Yeah. You're like, oh, that was bad. That was bad. Why did I do that? <laughs> he was eight years old. And to this day, he goes, I see him. He's going to be a senior in high school. And I looked at him and I said, don't piss me off. I'll make you run until I forget. Until <laughs> I forget. Actually, that was pretty easy. <laughs> it, was, it was really easy. But those, the parents and the families, I think, just hearing your name, Coach, is actually pretty cool. It is. As, as a kid, it depends older, on the tone, though. Yes, no, that is true. Yes, <laughs> But no, you're right. It Damn is. It, coach. I know. But it is pretty cool, though. It is pretty neat. Like when you go somewhere, somebody's like, hey, Coach. And it's funny how many heads turn. Head, oh, yes. People are like, Who, who's the Coach? What? Who? What? <laughs> well, it is funny depending on the tone. Because somebody will say it in the wrong, right tone, and there's nobody turns around. Everybody, well, everybody, everybody knows. Oh. You're like, oh, that, that parent's mad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, just talking about people yelling about coaches and stuff, we'll have to do a whole thing where we talk to our wives who sit in the stands and have to listen. And sometimes you wonder, do the people who are yelling at us, and I say us as coaches, not the players, but yelling at us, um, how they feel about it? I think that's a good one because I've heard some things. I think they, they filter before they tell us. To. I think they do, too. Because that would they don't want us to go choke somebody out. Yes. Yeah. I think that is true. Yeah. <laughs> and I, Yes. I, I, in fact, I know that to be true because what my wife has said a few times. So, yeah, that yeah. actually be a good I, one because that would be... We'll actually have them on and ask them some of the craziest things they've heard people say about us. Actually, that would be... We ought to do... So, let's we can do, like, polls on our oh, Instagram. Yeah. We have an Instagram account. We are the Coach Squad. Yeah. And we could take questions, and we can do polls. What's the craziest? Qua- What's the craziest thing? Wesley Webber. I know. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've heard as a fan or a spouse of a coach? So I'm sure that the wives or husbands of of women coaches have heard some things. And man, that would be hard. I just thought about that. Being a, your wife. Coaching? If your wife is the coach, oh, and, it, yeah. and it, man, this is going to sound very uh, stereotypical. Uh, that I'm going to say, my wife was a coach, and you said something, I'd go punch you. But 
You know what I mean? Like, yes. You don't think wow. of a wife turn around wanting to punch somebody necessarily. Yeah. I'm sure there's moments. Hopefully, you know, maybe there's a little bit. But on the street, if somebody yelled at your wife like that, you'd probably go over to them and punch them. Yes. Maybe that would be a learning moment. Maybe we wouldn't say punching, but we would make sure we'd learn them. Learned. Um, learned, yeah. That would be a good thing. We all do that. So yeah. Instagram, uh, we're the coach. We also have a Gmail account. We're the coach squad at gmail.com. That people can email us questions. We'll post that on Instagram too. So we can take questions about the craziest things people have said. That's a good one. Yeah. The, cra- the craziest we- fan statements. <laughs> well, we both know some crazy fan statements that aren't even related to coaching. We won't go into those tonight. But we we'll do a thing on that on the craziest things we've heard that fans, fans yell. Yes. Yeah, but I'm also interested in so hearing from other people that I mean as we go through this talking to the people who kind of like what we're talking about, and like we know we we have an opportunity that we're going to have uh, somebody in politics come talk with us, and he probably has had some things oh, I'm sure. said to and about him in his long political career and how sports have played a part in his leadership. Um, we've got military guys we're going to talk to and gals. Um, I'm sure that they have caught some flack. It'll be very interesting, the background of sports, leadership, coaching, how it plays a part in it. Um, we've got jujitsu people we're going to talk to. I'm sure there's people who have not been happy with you oh, yeah. as their... Uh, what, what what's the proper your sensei the teacher just instructor professor just instructor no I like I'd rather the just black belt called. guy who will choke yeah. you out if you don't listen um, only if we only need to be <laughs> if you need to be learned learned yeah but I'm excited about seeing what we can do with that and bringing on those conversations so hopefully we can do this uh maybe bi-weekly maybe we'll do like an interview one week and then do questions the next week see it is all like our one follower or anything that we'll have <laughs> and we'll go from there but we love that one but we love that one yes and uh, that's it what we get it won't be our wives <laughs> maybe our moms <laughs> will listen to us and spread the word moms are always good for that spread the word well that's good I think we yeah having a good kickoff and we'll do it so any last words no any famous okay. quotes we need to leave you with no? Not All right. Yet. Not yet. It'll develop. We will come up with some, I'm sure. It will be. So, until then, friends, we are the Coach Squad. Did you say friends? <laughs> I did say friends. <laughs> friend. Friend. Until a friend. Friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. We're signing out. Bye. <laughs>